0: Welcome and thank you for listening to the CRC podcast brought to you by Pastor Ad Boschel. We believe that God is working across this platform to bring each and every believer revival throughout their entire lives. We hope you are inspired by
1: this week's message. Now, come on, give him your biggest praise you can this morning. Hallelujah! Come on, give him your praise this morning. Hallelujah! He's worthy. Come on, he's worthy. Come on, CRC, that's what we do. Come on, there on TBN, TBN, year to One Gospel Praise TV. Even those of you in Ukraine, in Russia this morning, give him praise. Facebook Live, YouTube, CRC Online, radio stations, correctional facilities all over this country and countries in Africa. We welcome you, we love you. Love from 20. All our CRC churches, the thousands in Bloomingdale and uh, um, other churches all over South Africa. We are going to have an amazing time this morning. But I want to tell you these things God can do in a moment that no man can do in a lifetime in Jesus' name. So this morning I know you're standing close to one another. And I hope you've got your deodorant on this morning that you're all smelling good. Otherwise don't do what I'm asking you to do. Because we don't want somebody to fall over, not in the Spirit, but because of... Uh, you're not putting on your doom. So uh, just lift your hands like this or, or spread your wings like this and say, Eagle, I am an eagle in Christ Jesus. I'm gonna soar to heights that I never thought possible, saying my future is better than my past. And no matter what is happening around me, I know my life is secure because of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen and amen. Give the Lord a praise. Come on, let's lift up the energy in this place. And you want to? Uh, may take your seats this morning. I want to read a little parable as I start the message. going to bless you. It's uh, uh, long, so uh, pay attention. Don't fall asleep and you'll get what it's all about. My message this morning, eagle, thou. I'll go back to the old uh, King James, Elizabethan English. Eagle, thou art an eagle. Notice I never said eagle, thou art a turkey. We have turkey for for uh, Christmas, amen. And uh, so I finally told about eagle, that thought he was a chicken. And when the eagle was very small, he fell from the safety of his nest. A farmer, a chicken farmer found an eagle and brought him to a farm and raised him in a chicken coop among his many chickens. The eagle grew up doing what chickens do, living like a chicken, believing he was a chicken. A naturalist came to the chicken farm to see if what he had heard about an eagle acting like a chicken was true. It's like the Holy Ghost coming to church every Sunday. Amen. He knew that an eagle is the king of the sky. He was surprised to see an eagle strutting around like a, around the chicken coop, pecking at the ground and acting very much like a chicken. The farmer explained to the naturalist that this bird is no longer an eagle. He was now a chicken because he had been trained to be a chicken, to think like a chicken and he believed he was a chicken. The naturalist knew there was more to this great bird than his actions showed so he as he pretended to be a chicken. He was born to be an eagle. And had the heart of an eagle. And nothing could ever change that except his belief. The man lifted the eagle onto the fence surrounding the chicken coop and said, Eagle, thou art an eagle. Spread thy wings and fly. The eagle moved slightly, like some of you in your church this morning, in church this morning in your seat, only to look at the man. The man glanced down at the at his home among the chickens and the chicken coop where he was comfortable. He jumped off the fence and continued doing what chickens do. The farmer was satisfied. He said, I told you, he's a chicken. The naturalist returned the next day and tried again to convince the farmer and the eagle that the eagle was born for something greater. He took the eagle to the top of the farmhouse to change his vision and spoke to him. Eagle, thou art an eagle. Thou dost belong to the sky. Spread thy wings and fly. The large bird looked at the man then again down into the chicken coop. He jumped from the man's arm onto the roof of the farmhouse, knowing that eagles, what eagles are really about, the naturalist asked the farmer to give him one more chance. So I've got one more chance this morning to convince you of who you are and to get you in what God has for you. Of course, some of you have heard this before, but I'm going to get you from um, down to up and about. I'm going to get you from defeat to victory. I'm going to get you from being a victim to be a victor. I'm going to get you from living bound to living free in Jesus' Name. I'm going to get you from living as a sinner to living as the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus if... You begin to think like an eagle, like Christ created you through your new identity. So the man is smart and he wants to prove he's an eagle and he comes the next day and he takes the eagle and the farmer some distance away. He relocates him. That's why you have to come to church. You can't change in your environment. You have to come out of your environment and be exposed to something different for you to change. That's why we bring people for the last 30 years on buses from poor communities to facilities like this, so those people can see that they can have a better life and they are not gonna be conformed to their environment like this uh, eagle was. So he takes him out and he takes him to the foot of a high mountain where they could no longer see the farm nor the chicken coop from the new setting. The man held the eagle on his arm and pointed high into the sky where the bright sun was beckoning the eagle to fly. Hmm. And he spoke again, Eagle, thou art an eagle. Thou dost belong to the sky. Spread your wings and fly. This time, some of you this morning, hallelujah. The eagle stared skyward into the bright sun. He straightened his large body and he stretched his massive wings and his wings began to move, hallelujah. And slowly first, then surely and powerfully with a mighty screech of praise, that's what I'll say this morning, the eagle began to fly. Eagle, thou art an eagle. Thou dost belong to the sky. Spread thy wings and fly. Come on, somebody. Give the Lord a bit of a praise offering today in Jesus' name. I want to talk about the power of your thoughts again this morning. Continue. Proverbs 23 7 has a man thinketh, so is he. So, what's wrong with this picture? This is an eagle, but he's thinking like a chicken. He's called to soar above the storms of life, but he's living in a place of defeat because of wrong thinking. He thought he was a chicken whilst he was an eagle. In the journey of life, most people struggle with a picture of who they are. As a matter of fact, the Bible is a book of pictures. It portrays the picture of God, a picture of a little devil who's defeated, a picture of God's purpose, God's kingdom, A picture of God's promises, but maybe the most important picture that you can get from this Bible outside of the image of God is the picture you have of yourself. Because as you think, so you are. So the Bible gives you a picture of who you are and who you are not. You are righteous, you are not a sinner. And I'll say it again. As a man thinketh, so is he. If you think right, you live right. Your thoughts largely control your environment and your world. You're a child of God. You're not a slave. You're a victor. You're not a victim. In spite of what is happening in the world, you can rise above the storms of life. Say amen this morning. You are the head, the top dog. You're not the tail. You're above. You're not beneath. You're an eagle. You're not a cluck, 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 complain, 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 murmur. You are an eagle. Come on, you belong to the sky. Say amen and give the Lord a praise. Come on, we praise because that's what we do. So the picture of how you see yourself will determine how you approach life. Think about Gideon. When the angel of the Lord greets him, the angel says to him, the Lord is with you, mighty man of valour. He doesn't call him the weak and the least. That's what Gideon calls himself because that is what Gideon believed about himself. So God had to first change Gideon's identity about himself before Gideon could fulfil his destiny because being always precedes doing. Identity precedes destiny. If you don't know who you are, You'll never know what you can accomplish. If you don't know who you are in Christ, you will never walk in the grace of what Jesus did for you. So the picture in your mind is determined by your thoughts. It really doesn't matter what people think about you. It matters what you think about you. Sorry for pointing. It really doesn't matter what people think about you. It matters what you think about you. Excuse me for pointing. It doesn't matter what people think about you. It matters what you think about you. When you look in the mirror, of course, if you go for that job interview like a turkey with an apologetic attitude, nobody wants to employ you. If you go to that job interview with an entitlement mentality, young generation, nobody wants to employ you. Because everybody thinks things just fell into everybody's laps. Not so. We had to work. We had to put in the hard yards. We had to change our attitude about certain things. We had to change our mindset about certain things. We had to uh, begin to believe that things that are impossible with men are possible with God. For with God, all things are possible. We had to believe what the Bible says. If you can believe all things are possible to those that believe, refusing to be confined to our environment. What legislation is passed? Our cultural upbringing, our background. Back in the day in apartheid, people spoke about born on the wrong side of the railway. Then, unfortunately, we have to talk about those that were born under an oppressive regime. It's twenty-eight years later. I know there's a lot of things that still have to change out there, but you ask the question: What has changed in you? Should I ask it again? I know there's a lot of things that still has to be addressed out there and should have been addressed and would have been addressed if it wasn't for all this corruption that uh, stole trillions of rents from this country, literally, factually, that could have empowered tens of millions of people into the marketplace, factual. So um, let's not talk about that because then I lose half of you that are still on a a racist train. So um, let's talk about the change in you. (laughs) Because your environment doesn't determine your future. Your attitude determines your altitude in the end of the day. What happens to you does not determine your outcome. We all go through bad times. As a matter of fact, listen, this book doesn't only talk about good times. It talks about bad times as well. This book doesn't just talk about times of victory. It talks about times of defeat. This book doesn't just talk about times of beauty, it talks about times of ashes as well. This book doesn't just talk about times of success, it talks about times of failure as well. This book, as a matter of fact, guarantees you hard times and difficult times, so we have to take the whole counsel of God and in the midst of what is happening in the world, never lose ourselves by taking our eyes off this book, which is the Word of God. We have to believe everything. So when all hell breaks loose, we don't doubt God, we don't think the world is going to fall apart and my life is going to fall apart, we are going to talk to ourselves and say, Eagle, thou art an eagle, thou dost belong to the sky, spread for thy wings and fly in Jesus' name, because this book guarantees the good, the bad and the ugly, but we have a God that says all things work together for good to them that love God, who are called according to His purpose. Oh come on, we are not overcome by the storms of this world, we are overcome by our faith in Jesus Christ, we become stronger and more resilient because we don't go back to the chicken coop. We spread our wings, we look skyward. We renew our vision, our strength. We catch the currents of the Holy Ghost and we rise above the storms of life because greater is He that is in us than he that is in the world. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Give Him a praise, somebody. God's gonna lift you out of your situation. In the Name of Jesus, hallelujah. Some people think we just preach a feel good gospel message, no. We preach that no matter what we give God the praise and we give God the glory. When we find ourselves in a valley, we keep on walking. We don't camp there. We trust in the mercy of God. We believe that we will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. We believe that we have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor their seed begging bread. We believe this book no matter what is happening out there in the world. No matter what is shaken around us. I mean, there's some people buying canned food in South Africa um, because of what's happening in Ukraine. It's tragic. And I don't want to comment on the political stance. We have to, I, I have to take a detour today because two t- Russian bombers landed here in, in South Africa. Don't know why. Maybe they need some petrol or something. I hope they pray pay a lot. By the way, this municipality that attacked us, they lost the case against us with fees. Thank you. So we don't roll over. Okay, that's just by the way. Because I haven't forgotten, last time I looked in the mirror, I didn't see a, 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 a little chihuahua. I saw a liar. I saw a lion. Oh come on, I said I saw a lion. You say, what lion are you talking about? I'm talking about the lion of the tribe of Judah that lives on the inside of me. The greater one, hallelujah. The same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives on the inside of me. So when I stand in the mirror, I see a lion, not a little chihuahua. I see an eagle. I don't see a turkey. I see a victor not a victim in the name of Jesus. Shout out to someone in Jesus' name. So Norman Vincent Peale said, change your thoughts and you will change your world. Ralph Waldo Emerson, beware of what you set your mind on because you will surely become that. William James, the greatest discovery of my generation is that human beings can alter their lives by altering the attitude of their minds. You change your mind, you change your life. Paul the Apostle writes in Romans 12, verse 2, Do not be conformed to this pattern of the world, but be transformed. That means be changed. How? By the renewing of your mind. That you may prove what is that good, acceptable, perfect will of God for your life. The Amplified Bible says, Do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed, listen, and be progressively changed. As you mature spiritually, how? By renewing of your mind. Focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes, which is the Word of God. So that you may prove to yourself what is, that, what is the will of God, what is that good, acceptable, perfect in His plan and purpose for you. So let's never doubt what God says. You know, people say things about God. God says, I know the thoughts I think toward you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. So if war breaks out, sure, things are going to change, but God is still going to sustain his people. And the ultimate price is you can shoot me with a bullet in my head, but you are not going to take my name out of the Lamb's book of life. And that is why I don't give myself for this life. And I do not value my life by my car and my house and my job. I value my life by my relationship I have with Jesus Christ. Amen. I mean, one of the great cricketers ever died this last week. Suddenly in the morning, he sends a a Twitter to another great cricketer who passed of a heart attack. Later on, he dies of a heart attack. And I'm not going to say what he believed, but you can go see what he believed and then everybody can talk about how great an individual is. What we should ask is, where is that person? And before you say, don't judge, Pastor, I will say this, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No matter, no man comes to the Father but by me. He doesn't matter how great your name is down here. What matters is the day you breathe out your last breath, you better be ready to meet your Maker. So Paul says we are not to be conformed to this world, the spirit of the age, the way they think. Let's just talk about people in the world, how they think. I hope you're not one of them. Negative. When they talk, it's negative. When they talk, it's worry, fear, defeat, concern. The Bible says we are not to worry. The Bible says be anxious for nothing but in everything. With thanksgiving, with by prayer, let your request be made known unto God. So, we are instructed not to be like people of this world. We need to have our minds set on things above, on the Christ life, which is the victory, which is who you are. We're going to talk about that. So, we are changed by renewing our minds. I said last week, the word renewing really means renovation. If you've ever renovated a house, it takes time. We're renovating this building and I don't want to say why because uh, we have to, I'll I'll leave it at that because I don't want to be offensive. It's not my gift. So we are changed, according to the Bible, by changing our minds. So when you're born again, your spirit man is changed, right? When you're born again, John chapter 3. Unless a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Remember the days when you read the Bible, it made no sense? Remember the, the days you read the Bible and you fell asleep? Remember you read the Bible, it meant nothing? And then when you got saved, suddenly the Bible, you read it, and it's like God's talking to me. God's talking to me. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. I read this Bible. It never made any sense to me. You know, I, I read this Bible. And then when I got saved, I read this Bible, and suddenly God's talking to me. Because all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. It's profitable for doctrine, for, re, for, for, for reproof, for correction, that the man of God may be thoroughly furnished, equipped. So this is my diet. This Feeds my spirit, man, but also saves my soul. So my soul is my will, my emotion, and my intellect. It needs saving. It needs renewal. It needs renovation. It doesn't happen by itself. Ephesians 2, verse 8, the Bible says, For by grace you are saved through faith. It's a gift of God, not a man, lest anyone should boast. So you are saved by grace through believing what Jesus did for you. Then baptism is the act where you publicly profess to your family and your friends, Hey, I'm a Christian now. I'm no longer a clubber. I'm no longer a a, 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 a a ganja smoker. I'm no longer a boozer. I am now what? I'm a Christian. So you call all your friends together. It's the act of baptism that breaks the power of sin. Because you now make a decision, I don't identify with Egypt any longer. Then the journey of sanctification begins, which is the renewing of your mind, your spirit, or your emotion, your will, and your intellect. They all have to be renewed. So, James chapter 1:21, the Bible says that we have to receive with meekness the engrafted word of God which is able to do what? Save our souls. So as our souls are saved, we begin to experience more and more of God's life. As we begin to think the thoughts of God, we begin to experience the ways of God more and more on planet earth. Our love walk increases, our forgiveness, our faith, our attitude. There is no Scripture in the Bible that ever talks about any Christian accepting a place of defeat. I didn't say, the Bible didn't say you'll land in the fire because Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego did. I never said you won't land in a lion's den because Daniel did. I never said you will not be in a storm because, I mean, Jonah was because of his disobedience, but God was there as well. I never said you will not go through an evil day. Bible talks about that. Job did, but God restored. When his wife mocked him and said, curse God and die, he said, no, I won't. And he began to worship God. Because his mind was focused above. His mind was focused on God. He never allowed what happened to him to determine the thought patterns of his life. Now please listen, this is so important because we all have been programmed Through our culture, our upbringing, our environment, our education, people's opinions, all of us have filters in our minds. We have paradigms that control us consciously or subconsciously. So people that deal with the Word of God carelessly and by the way, never renovate, reconstruct their minds to think the way God wants them to think. Because really, after you are born again, sin is no longer a sin problem. It's not a devil problem, it's a thinking problem. Because you're born again, but you still think like a sinner, you're gonna act like a sinner. You have an identity crisis because you are not thinking right. You were now you that was an African man that was a man that was not is man that was not You was not a man that was 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 Child of God, born again, royal priesthood, chosen generation, peculiar people, born with the blood of Jesus Christ, adopted into His family, seated in heavenly places. Oh, come on! In the name of Jesus Christ, that's why when people say I'm under the weather, they are telling you what 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 they where they live. They don't have an understanding of what Jesus did for them. If up, good. What's what is Where are you seated? Oh, in this seat, Pastor, can't you see? No, I can't. Because you are seated in Christ, far above. All principality, power, might, and dominion. So that means in the mind of God, you're seated in the place of victory. So this transformation is a process and um, transformed is the same word as metamorphosis, where the caterpillar becomes the pupa in the cocoon becomes the butterfly. So we all start out as the caterpillar, the sinner, the turkey. Then we encounter Christ and renovation has to take place. Where does that take place in your in your study? in your prayer closet, in your home cell, in the church, that's where you change. But that change is not without struggling. That pupa has to eat through that cocoon himself. And then when the process is complete, eagle, butterfly, thou art an eagle, thou dost belong to the sky, spread forth thy wings and fly, you no longer identify with thoughts of defeat, you no longer are tossed to and fro by what people say in the world, because your identity is established in who you are, so when temptation comes, you say I'm immune because it's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me, Galatians chapter two, verse 20, and the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. So people run around looking for miracles and breakthroughs and really the problem is they have a thinking problem. 3 John verse two, I wish above all things, I know it's a salutation, a greeting from Paul, but I'm, or John, but I'm sure it's by the Spirit of God. It is the Spirit of God that says, I wish above all things, that I desire. Let's not wish. I desire above all things that you may prosper. Go study that word prosper. That you may succeed in finances. So when we did a survey in our church, most of you, 70% of you, have a financial need somewhere and you're under financial pressure. So I'm gonna do a series on that, obviously because I have to scratch where you itch. I have to deal with that and break that yoke of slavery over you, right? Get you out of debt. not do this hundredfold offerings. That's nonsense. I don't believe in any of that nonsense. I'm going to teach you the Word of God how to walk out of financial bondage little by little. And the first thing is you're going to cut your credit cards. I'll never forget I had a pastor and his wife sat with me once and they were in deep financial trouble. I never had credit cards in my life. And uh, I said, give me your credit cards. Listen, this lady pulled out a bunch of credit cards like I've never seen in my life. It was just, you know, those things that fold out and they just drop out like this. I said, okay, we're stopping all expenses, expenditure today. We're cutting our, uh, our garment according to the size of our cloth. That means we're cutting all undisciplined expenditure. First thing we do. You want God to help you, then we get discipline into your finances. I said, Give me your credit cards. She looked at her husband, because obviously she was in control. <clears throat> and the husband said, Okay, give it to the pastor. I said, Okay, I'm going to cut them. Are you okay with it? She said, Yes. I mean, when I cut the first one, she started crying. By the third one, she was bawling. I stopped cutting and I said, when you're serious to get out of debt, come back and see me. Because there's no quick fix. There's no magic wand that anybody can wave over you and you're undisciplined in your spending. We have to first look at how you spend your money, where your money goes, and then we have to get you disciplined. Are you still okay this morning? So Colossians chapter 3, verse 1, the Bible says, If you then were raised with Christ, seek those things, eagle, which are above. Where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God, set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 47, I have to go quick. Bible says, but God, who is rich in mercy. What is mercy? God's willingness and God's ability to treat you better than you deserve because of His great love with which He loved us. Even when we were dead in trespasses, He made us alive, the word alive, write down, ability, liberty, identity, vitality, equality. Together with Christ, for by grace, God's undeserved, unearned, unmerited favour, you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places, in Christ Jesus. So where are you seated today, positionally? In Christ, what is that? In a place of victory, you hail from God. You are heaven bound. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Oh, come on, if you don't believe that, I don't know what you believe, if you believe it, give Him a mighty shout of praise. Come on, be like an eagle, hallelujah. So a religion is in the putting down business. Jesus is in the lifting up business. So He raised you up in Christ. He made you alive. Ability, liberty, identity, vitality, energy, equality. No one is better than me. Don't down talk me. By the way, I tell people all the time, people can't make you feel inferior without your consent. People can't talk down on you without your consent. Don't walk away there and say, oh, I I was mistreated. No, walk away, say, speak to the hand, God bless you. I know who I am. You're not taking me back to the chicken coop. You're not taking me back to a place of inferiority. You're not taking me back to a place of low self-esteem. You're not taking me back to a place of bondage. Speak to the hand. Take you. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. I know who I am and I know whose I am. Say amen in Jesus' name. So, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17 TBN, you're still with us, I know. He says, I testify therefore in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility. That word futility is emptiness. Have you, have you found how empty people are in the world? How empty their conversation? How empty their interest? How focused on this earth their conversation is? They'll talk about the same thing again and again and again every time, empty conversation, nothing of eternal value, nothing that edifies, nothing that builds. He says, don't walk like that. Having the understanding darkened. Being alienated from the life of God because of what? Ignorance, Isaiah 4, 6. My people perish for lack of knowledge. That is in them because of the blindness of their heart. That heart there means soul. So their soul is not illuminated. The entrance of thy word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. You have made me wiser than my teachers through your words. Sorry, TB and I love you, man. T B and yet to praise TV, all of you, you have to go. Draw closer to God. I know many of you can't get to churches, but please get yourself back to a church. Get back to church. Get out of your chicken coop. Eagle thou art an eagle. Thou dost belong to the sky. Spread thy wings and fly. We don't change by ourselves. We change by the places we go where people we meet and the books we read. Get out of your little world and get into a bigger world. God's got a great future and a great destiny for you love in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Give them a hand. Hallelujah. Now he's talking to the church because the church has a thinking problem. So let me say it again. sanctification is a process. Heilig marken. So in Christus is die gerechtigheid for the Afrikaners. Heilig gang, heilig maken, is een proces, Zoals jou gedagtes vernieuwe word, soos jy jou vereenselwig, luister hierdie Groot-Afrikaanse woorde, soos jy jou, is tot beindruk, soos jy met Christus in die identiteit. Ah, kom, geef bij aan de klap, man, ek probeer ook maar. So he says, listen, so when your mind is empty, when your mind's not full of the thoughts of God, because what what controls you? Your thoughts. So if, if the Word of God's not in your mind, what's controlling you? An empty mind. That means any thought that comes into your mind. Right? He says you're being past feeling. That's what people are. He's talking to Christians, not the world. They've got no barometer, no barrier, no boundary. Their conversation, nothing. Doesn't mean they don't go to heaven. It means they're carnal. Because they're not taking time to look in the mirror of God's word and believe what God says, which is a process. You're not a, a caterpillar today and a and a butterfly tomorrow. What is happening in that cocoon is the most important. That's the struggling. That's the repentance. That's the cleansing. That's the honest conversation. That's the studying the Word of God. That's the confessing the Word of God. Until you break through, not a prophet comes and waves his hand over you. We know that if you take that pupa out prematurely, it will die. It has to get itself out. Oh no, we want everybody else to break the cocoon open. And then we get out and we, 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 we can't handle. We don't have the capacity. We don't have the character. Because we never put in the hard yards, which is time, meditation, confession, reflection, time in the Word, till your mind changes permanently. Doesn't happen by itself. Happens through meditation, pondering, muttering, uttering, speaking, reflecting, reading. That's how sanctification takes place. Sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is truth. John chapter 17, Jesus prayed. So we're never going to take the word out of the equation and think we're going to live the life God has for us because stinking thinking will produce stinking living. Every thought leads to an action. Sow a thought, reap an action. Sow an action, reap a habit. Sow a habit, reap a destiny. So now we have to reverse the cycle if you're in a bad pattern. We have to undo the bad patterns. How? You have to reconstruct. You have to renovate. Oh, I know it's not shouting stuff, but all the shouting stuff will not help you. You need to shout a little bit, but you need to think. I mean, it's one of my, what's the right word to say? Maybe one of the most frustrating things in my life. I spoke at a pastor's conference this week after 35 years of ministry. How many pastors don't think and how many believers don't think? And how many people have no knowledge of God's Word? Zero. Nothing. Thy Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Wherewithal will a young man cleanse his way by taking heed according to thy Word. So if you meditate in the Word, when that thought comes, you do what? We spoke about it last week. You capture it and you cast it down. You have to reconstruct your mind. You have to build up the walls in your mind. That's the cocoon. I can't do it. Every pupa, every elke papi die self. And as jy hem oopmaak, as jy ooit sy vir homs gehad, en as jy, binnen, as jy dan sien, as bloed daar binnenkant, recht. Hy het bieke gebloe. Hy het bieke gesikkel. Toordat hy sy deurbraak gekry het. Are you listening? There's no shortcut. I love you to tell you this. I want to see you free. I wish I could wave my hand over all of you and all your sickness disappears. I wish I could wave my hand over you and all your problems will disappear. I wish I could wave my hand over you and all your brokenness will disappear. But it doesn't work that way. I can comfort you, love you, teach you in the ways of God, but your commitment to the process, listen, your commitment to the process will determine whether you get out of the cocoon Many of those pupils die in the cocoon, right? But when they're out, they free. Is there a question? Hmm. Eagle. Thou art an eagle. Thou dost belong to the sky. Lift your eyes to the sky, look full into the sun, His glory, believe what He did for you, and spread your wings and begin to fly above the opinions of people and your hurts and your pains and your trials and your tribulations. Eagle, thou art an eagle. Thou dost belong to the sky. Spread forth thy wings and fly. If any man be in Christ is a new creature, come on, give the Lord a praise.
0: Heavenly Father, right now we just come humbly before You. And we thank You that every single one of us are standing here raising our hands. That we will make room for You in our lives to do whatever You want to. And as Pastor preached today, Eagle, thou art an eagle, we thank you, Father, that every single one of us will rise up. We will spread our wings and we will soar. We thank you that every single one of us truly will be that eagle that you called us to be, that we will change our minds so that our lives will be changed. And we thank you that we can only truly change our minds when we have that relationship with you, we can only truly change our lives when we allow You to come in and take over and consume us, Father. We wanna honor You for the Word today. We wanna honor You for what You have done in our lives, for speaking out to every single one of us, for touching us. We thank You that we will never single one of us for giving every single one of us the best and for truly guiding us right now I just want every head bowed every eye closed with believers praying in this place right now maybe this is your very first time right there in Bloemfontein maybe yeah in Pretoria wherever you are this is your first time yeah today and you heard the sermon that pastor preached today eagle thou art an eagle I wanna tell you that in order to become that eagle that God wants you to become, you need to make right with Him first. You need to invite Him to be your Lord and Saviour. You need to make Him your personal Saviour. You need to make right with Him. Maybe this is your second time. Maybe you've been coming to church over and over, but because of all that hurt, the constant disappointment, the rejection that you faced, you allowed yourself to be cooped up in that chicken pen. You allowed yourself to stray away from God. I wanna tell you, oh, He loves you. He loves you, that you are valuable, that you are precious, that He's not the one that's cooped you up. No, He's been waiting there, standing with you, with arms open wide, waiting for you to come home. He's calling you. All He wants you to do is come back, son. Come back, daughter. Oh, and He loves you. He loved you, that's why He sent His one and only Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for all of your sins. Because that is how much you mean to Him. And I wanna tell you all you need to do is call upon the Name of the Lord and you will be saved. And today that's what you are going to do. And once you do that, you will see how your mind is gonna start changing. Once you invite Him into your life, your life is gonna start changing and you will never be the same again. So if that is you in this place, this is your first time, or you wanna come back to God, I'm gonna count to three. Oh, and you're gonna raise your hand, you're gonna lift it and you're gonna see what God is about to do in your life. One, two, three, come on, just lift up your hand. If that is you, you wanna come home, I see those hands. Come on, right there in Plumfurtain. Oh, He's calling you, He's calling you to come home. Come on, you don't wanna miss out on being that eagle that God called you to be. Out on that opportunity just raise your hand if that is you you feel this urgency you feel the stirring inside of your belly oh that's the Holy Spirit calling you to come home he wants you to come home come on child of God come home lift up your hand one more time I'm gonna ask if you have not raised your hand yet come on just lift up your hand raise it up raise it up thank you I see those hands what we're we gonna do right now I want you to take your Bible, your personal belongings, and I want you to step out of your seat and come and join us right now here at the altar as we are gonna worship, oh, we are waiting for you. We are waiting for you. God is calling you to come home. Come on, you need to make room for Him in your life. Oh, He's waiting, He's waiting. Come on, Blip-a-tay. come home, come home, come home. and amen. This is exactly why we are here today. For every single one of you that is standing here and we just want to say that we are so proud of you for this decision that you have made today. This truly is the greatest decision that you will ever make in your whole entire life. And we want to tell you that God loves you so, so much. He loves every single one of you so much. And exactly what Pastor preached today, eagle, thou art an eagle, That is what God sees for every single one of you. Your life is gonna change, it will never be the same again. And all you need to do is say this prayer and your name will be written in the Lamb's Book of Life for all eternity. Just close your eyes, raise your one hand to heaven and everyone just stretch your hands out to them. Say, Heavenly Father, thank You for sending Jesus Christ, Your one and only Son, to die on the cross for all of my sins. Today, I believe that Jesus Christ rose after the third day and right now, I invite you, Jesus, to come and live inside of my heart. I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins and to wash me clean. Thank you, Jesus, that from today, I am a new creation. Thank You that my past is forgotten. And thank You that from today, I will start focusing on the greater things that You have for me. Thank You, Jesus, for saving me. Thank You, Jesus, for loving me. And all God's people says, Amen and amen and amen. Come on, the angels are busy rejoicing. This is the greatest decision. We are so excited, we are ready. God is about to do something great in your life. He has just changed your life for all eternity. Amen and amen. We hope you received exactly what God had in store for you from this week's message. If you have been touched by our ministry, you can help us achieve our mandate and win the lost at any cost by visiting our website at crcchurch.com. Thanks again for
1: listening and God bless.